welcome to my podcast, 10 Rounds with Nancy. Uh, I'm going to do this one on my own because I want to go over a few things that that I've observed um, now with uh, COVID-19 and boxing. And, and also to go over the fights over the weekend. Um, we had a great fights, great, great fights. But in this week we have uh, Sean Porter um, fighting for a title eliminator, which is going to be awesome as well. But let me tell you guys, um, I don't know if you guys know, but I've been working with TGB thanks to Brittany Goosen Brown, who um, trusted me enough to, to put me in that position. Uh, and so I was in the bubble two weeks ago. I'm going back to the bubble uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, and there are a lot of things that I observe that I think fighters should be prepared for. Fighters should always be prepared, period. And right now, with COVID-19 and the lack of fights, if you get a call, you just have to be fight ready, period. But you do have to be ready under new circumstances. Um, I haven't experienced the bubbles with top rank. I know they do like uh, a day before weigh-in. I'm not sure how that works because um, as far as the COVID testing, when you get tested, it doesn't tell you anything prior to two days before that. So even if you're in the bubble, you can, you can be positive. And that's why with PBC, you get, to, you get tested twice. Uh, you get tested on Monday, you get tested on Friday, which I feel is uh, something that's very, very um, important just for everybody to stay safe. Um, but I wanna focus on the fighters. The sanitation, everything is amazing. I, I really I really give them my respect for the way the process is going. Um, but fighters, when you accept the fight, ask questions, see what's gonna be accessible, what's not. Because one of the things that a lot of fighters came to ask me for was, hey, my room doesn't have a tub. Well, you know, not all hotels have tubs. Not all hotels have tubs. So um, if you're going there and you think that you're still going to be able to cut weight, it's going to be really hard for these reasons. You won't be able to use the regular gym. You won't be able to use the gym at the time you want. You have a designated time, which is usually an hour a day. And it's in the bubble so they they put like a treadmill a bike they put a couple things in there the rooms may get cold they're not as hot as the gyms you're used to so to break a sweat is going to be a little tougher you can't use a sauna so my suggestions for fighters are come fight ready as you should you know but if you feel you're going to struggle take a mini sauna take something whatever helps you you know, cut weight because all you're gonna have is your room and that one hour in the gym. That's it. So, and even to break a sweat in a hotel is tough because it has air conditioning. So, don't expect to get to a, 
to fight week and still be able to cut the weight. Now food, if you're on a meal plan or things like that, take it with you. Uh, there's ways to heat it up, there's refrigerators, you know, waters, things you're drinking, because people cannot just come to the hotel and bring you what you need, no. You have to be prepared uh, with all that stuff because the food they're gonna give you is a few choices that may not be what you have in your diet at that time. Um, it, it's just, it's a lot of things. One thing that I did see though is no fighters complained. They were very, very understanding. But when I saw David Benavides not make weight last Friday, I was just thinking, I don't know how, how Mohican Sun is. I know how the hotel here in LA is. Um, but if it's almost the same, you're not you're not going to be able to cut those last couple pounds in, in your hotel room. You're just, you're not. Um, plus, it's, it's different atmosphere, different circumstances. You can't even really, like, take pictures with people. Um, because they want everybody socially distanced. So I really, really encourage fighters to ask questions, to read your contracts, read the instructions, because I know for a fact that they do let the fighters know the conditions, but sometimes you're so focused on training camp that you don't read. Read it. Read it and ask questions because these are opportunities for you to win a fight, to get more fights on your record, to advance, to get ranked, whatever. But you have to be prepared. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's tougher, you just have to adjust. You have to adjust to the circumstances. Um, so uh, if anyone has any questions on, the, uh, on this topic or would like to put their input on how it can be better, um, send me a DM or email me I'd love to have you on the podcast and we can talk about it. Um, it's just different circumstances, different times. David Benavides won the fight as he should have. You know, he is a champion, but he did lose his title, which means that, geez, he's, he's probably going to be the youngest ever three-time world champion if he fights for that belt again. Can you imagine that? It's it's crazy, but it's he will make another record there. Uh, so congratulations to him. Um, the another fight that happened over the weekend was Rollies versus Marinas. Oof, ah, jeez. I really don't like to judge fights because I'm really bad at it. But this one was very easy to judge. And in my eyes, and I believe a lot of people's eyes, Marinas won that fight fair and square. What the judges saw, I have no idea. No idea. Um, it's not the first time it happens. You know, we've all seen it before. But the way that Marinas came at it today was, hey, congratulations. Uh, you're a champion. It's not your fault. It's the judges' fault. The judges are the ones who, who scored the fight. And I know that I wrote a comment on, on a post that WBA uh, should really reconsider reviewing that fight because I know when there's controversial fights, 
with WBC, they do go back and review everything and watch the fight and have other judges judge it. Like, they have a whole meeting about it. So I really hope WBA um, goes back and, and, and sees if that was the right decision to make. Um, but congratulations, Rollies. Again, you know, it's, this is something that, that has to be fixed when it comes to the judges. Uh, Marinez, all my respect for the way he came at the situation. Um, another fight, congratulations to Joel Diaz fighters who, who won as well. Um, the other fight, geez, I was so excited for this fight. Cecilia Brakas versus Jessica McCaskill. You know, this was one of those fights for me personally that I I wanted both of them to win for different reasons because Cecilia Brakas was at a point in her career that if she won this fight last night, she would have beaten Joe Lewis's record, 72-year record, you know, of most title defenses. Nobody has ever been able to do that. Not even Mayweather. Nobody. Nobody. No man, no woman. And this woman had that opportunity last night. So for her to even get that far is admirable itself. So she's had my respect for years because of the way she fights, the way she, you know, presents herself. She's very professional. Um... Very, she's a, she's a, an amazing woman, an amazing soul, and and it broke my heart last night when when she lost. It was a good fight. I actually had it a draw. Um, I had it a draw. I know um, a couple of my friends also had it a draw, um, but it could have gone. It's one of those fights that could have gone either way, also by one round. And and Jessica won, and she deserved it. And and I was so happy for her as well because. You don't understand. The reason I even heard of Jessica McCaskill is because of my friend Rick Ramos in Chicago. This guy is something else. Not only, he, he, he plays so many roles. He, he's the best PR for his fighters, the best trainer, the best manager. I, I, I mean, I don't know what he doesn't do. I don't even know if he sleeps. But this guy... He believes in every single one of his fighters and he goes out of his way to do the work that that others don't do. When she wasn't signed, he would get her big fights, you know, with Katie Taylor and Farias and so many other great fights for Jessica, but Jessica was homeless. I don't know if you guys have seen her her documentary on on Amazon Prime look for it it's it's a great documentary but she she literally went from homeless to champion to unified champion and now undisputed champion you tell me that's not a story to be told i mean this girl can make a movie with the with the story of her life and as far as i know maybe i'm wrong but i know i i talked to her a couple months ago and she still had a full-time job because I had invited her to do a WBC talks during quarantine and and she still had her nine to five. Nine to five and then went to the gym and you know, this girl hustles. She works, 
she trains, she helps Rick, and, and she seems to be a very loyal person, um, just like her team, and I'm so happy for her. Uh, seeing her face last night just glow, uh, I, I, it brought tears to my eyes, seriously. And, and at the same time, my heart was broken for Cecilia, but Cecilia has nothing, absolutely nothing to be ashamed of because I honestly don't know if anyone can beat her record of title defenses because she she defended her title, if I'm not mistaken, about 26 times. She's been a champion for years. Uh, Cecilia is adopted by two of her, her parents are amazing. I, I met them at the StubHub when she fought Kaylee Reese um, on that um, May 5th, that night that Gennady Golovkin fought. Um, such, such a great upbringing, um, so classy, so kind, and, you know, she has a Guinness world record. Who is going to beat that? I don't know. I don't know if that's even possible, but she did it. Um, it's going to be tough for anyone to beat that record of hers. And and she has left a legacy in boxing. What, like she said last night, she doesn't know if that's her last fight or not. But if it is, that woman gave so much to the sport of boxing. And she has nothing but my respect. I still love her. Always will. Um, she's, she'll still be one of my favorite fighters. And, and towards the end, there was a video um, on Matchroom Boxing where Jessica, because I don't know if you guys know, but most, most of the fights, uh, they don't have the extra belts. You get them later in the mail or whatever. There's a presentation. So you borrow them for like an hour to take pictures or whatever you're going to do. And Jessica went to her locker room to to give her back her belt uh, and when she when she went in there um, you could see Cecilia's face it was so heartbroken and you could see tears in her eyes I, I had a knot in my throat the entire time I, I was watching that video but they hugged she said uh, Cecilia Burgess told her I can't wait to see everything you will do and then she looked at her in her eyes and she said, make me proud. That, guys, that's respect. And that's the reason I personally love boxing. I love boxing because of moments like these. Uh, boxing has its, its, its ugly and it's beautiful, just like everything else in life. But, but this moment last night is, is what just uh, brings me back and, and says, I love it. I love boxing love it so much and great fight Cecilia and Jessica Jessica I can't I just like Cecilia I can't wait to see everything that you will do you're on top of the world now comes the tough part part I'm sorry you guys I'm like driving and talking um, <laughs> now comes the tough part you you got to keep your titles how are you gonna keep your titles train even harder stay humble stay hungry because the moment fighters get big-headed which I don't see you getting like that I've always seen you pretty level-headed and you, you have a good head on your shoulders um, 
that's that's when that's when things just start messing up. You have a great team right now. You don't need anything else. You know, you're good. Um, Cecilia, we hope to see you back in the ring. But if not, again, all my respect, all my love to you. God bless you both. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about the WBC convention. The 58th annual WBC convention was amazing. As I mean, we weren't there physically. We were all there virtually. But even so, you felt the presence of the people, especially in the opening ceremony. Um, so many surprises. Uh, when when um, the champion sang We Are the World, which is a, it's a song that Don Jose Sulaiman always wanted to play, wanted to sing uh, opening ceremony because it brought peace. It brought so much love. It brought our world together. Um, and usually it's little kids that sing it at the, at the convention, whichever country we're in. Um, they have a choir of kids and it's so beautiful. This time, Champion sang it, which was so cool. I mean, Franchon just got down. I, that girl has a voice. Um, but to see Jesse singing, Jesse Vargas, Chiquita Gonzalez, Carlito Zarate, um, Jose Ramirez, I was, I was like, ah, oh, Senisa Estrada, so many fighters, Badu Jack, um, that, that lent their voice for this virtual convention was, was so awesome, and seeing Israel Vasquez singing, uh, the song, I just, I, I started crying, my, my heart broke to see him, you don't understand this Israel is more than a friend more than a champion he's family to me if it wasn't for Israel Vasquez I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be part of the WBC I probably wouldn't even be where I am because I still remember I, I met him I met him a long time ago but when he found out I wasn't working for Brandon anymore um, he reached out to me to see if I would help him as a trainer to kind of like give PR to his gym and all that stuff. And uh, one moment, I'm a little bit lost. Hold on. Uh, okay, I'm going the right way. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, he working with Israel, I learned a lot of things. Um, about training and and managing fighters um, but he also gave me that confidence that I didn't have in myself he goes Nancy you're capable of so much so so much he he embraced me took me in um, and and we worked together and little by little you know think we started doing things for WBC cares and and then one day um, he said, hey, I'm going to go have breakfast with Mauricio. I want to pitch him something. Come with me. And um, we went. We went to the peninsula in Beverly Hills to have breakfast with, with Mauricio Sulaiman. And uh, who else was there? Somebody else was there, but I can't remember his name. Um, he used to be the NABF president, but not anymore. Now it's doing again. Um and when I met Mauricio
I'm so sorry I got disconnected, but I need to finish this uh, podcast. Um, I was talking to you guys about the WBC convention, uh, which was the first ever virtual convention from the WBC, the 58th annual. It was supposed to be in Russia originally. Uh, We were supposed to be in St. Petersburg this month. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, that couldn't happen. It's not safe. The best thing that the WBC could have done was still hold this year's convention virtually, which I got a lot of good feedback from people that actually, you know, purchased it. It was only $25 to go, and they loved it. They love the opening ceremony. They love how they can go to the seminars, the workshops, the WBC talks, the press room. Everything was so awesome. Um, The convention, like I said earlier, the We Are the World is so emotional. And this year it was even better just hearing the champions actually sing along um, the song, you know, all of them together and... And yeah, it was just, it was something else. I think I had told you guys, I was telling you guys about Israel Vasquez. Uh, Israel's health um, did, has been affected. Um, He's okay, he's in treatment, but he did lose a lot of weight. So when I saw him singing, I totally broke down crying because if it wasn't for him, I would have never ever met Mauricio Suleiman, Jill Diamond, Pepe Suleiman, everybody who has basically trusted me in this sport to learn to better myself and grow, grow in the sport um, to, the, to the point where I'm at. I, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm, I'm in a good place as far as being able to help people. And that, that's really what I like to do. Um, also, another part of the opening ceremony was um, when Don Jose Santa Cruz became the champion of life. I don't know if you guys know this, but I want to say in June, I think in June, he was hospitalized and very, very, very sick um, to the point where his family didn't know if he was going to make it. The doctors actually said that he was probably not going to make it and Don Jose is such a fighter he's such a champion he's so hungry to live and continue being in Leo's corner that he made it and he he did uh, recover from from that and uh, Mauricio Suleiman and the board of governors um, made a decision to make him this year's champion of life um, so I actually, I myself went to uh, Corona to Leo's house on his birthday and, uh, and took him a special ring that only champions receive. Um, it's a beautiful ring. If you go to my Instagram uh, or even uh, Supreme Boxing, you can see the ring. It's a beautiful, beautiful ring, well-deserved, and he was so happy. His wife was so emotional. Leo, so proud of his father. 
and and very very well deserved because like I told him that day that I went to their house he not only he came to this country from Mexico raised his children they're all all good kids you know um, the majority of them boxed Armando was an interim WBC champion so it's not only Leo you know it's it's his daughter his sons like they're all part of the team he, he raised a really good family he's always always been willing to do whatever it takes to better his family um, and then when he got cancer this man could have been dead two weeks after that I think it was like four or five years ago and no you know he's he has survived so much and and for that reason um, the hunger he has the way he has just taken everything in his life and and continued living the way that he lives just you know cancers in the in in the background yeah he goes to get the treatment but sus ganas de vivir is like way bigger you know he has so much faith in god and he has all my respect that was a beautiful moment as well um and during the convention there was some referee seminars uh judges seminars the ratings, which I'm proud to be a, a member of the ratings committee. Every meeting we have, I learned so much about the rankings and, and you know, it's such a great committee, especially with Dean, um, you know, the head of it. He is so smart. He is very knowledgeable about almost every single fighter. Um, and as you know, all the top 15 mandatory has to be in the clean boxing pro program. If they're not, they, they're not ranked because what we want is clean boxing. And just like that is how um, the ratings are done. You know, your level, your skills. You're not going to just put anybody in the top 15, no, because that's risking their life. So they got to be ready. They got to be ready to face um, champions. Know, be just once you're in the top 15 your chances of fighting the the champion or fighting for a title are are so big so to be there it's such an honor um, we also had the mandatories where um, Lomachenko and Lee and uh, Teofimo Lopez will be fighting um, I believe it's October 17th if I'm not mistaken um, and that is for the franchise belt. And I know a lot of people are confused about the the franchise belt. The fran the franchise belt basically the best fight against the best. You can go up and down in weight. It it's not a diamond belt. It's not a you know it's not a commemorative belt. It's a belt that you do you you do have to fight for if you fight someone that has the franchise belt you're gonna get it um i heard another podcast where where they were very confused and didn't know how it worked well it's like the top of the chain you know you you remember mayweather uh would fight for welterweight and super super welterweight 
if the franchise belt existed, he could be franchise champion and move up and down in weight. So that's what Lomachenko has been doing. He can do that way. It gives the best fights. And also the sanction for the franchise belt, that money goes to WBC Cares. It goes to the clean boxing program, which the clean boxing program is very expensive. I mean, you're talking about people that need to travel to go test people and send things to labs. You know all that medical stuff is expensive. So any franchise champion fights, that sanctioning money goes directly to clean boxing program and WBC cares. So um, so it's, it's very important and it goes to, to a good place to keep the sport clean and to continue helping our world. Um, and yeah, that was one of the mandatories. There's so many more, but this year it was announced that next year the convention will be in Thailand. I'm so excited for that. Um, a little nervous because it's my daughter's birthday that week. <laughs> but hey, maybe if things are better by then, I can take her with me. Um, but yeah, it's also going to be the first, um, convention for the for I believe it's Muay Thai there in Thailand so that's March 14th to March 20th so make sure to um, follow up with that and and go with us to Thailand Um, and what else um, do I have did we have here this week I mean obviously there's there's more fights this week Uh, I'll be going back into the bubble um, for the PBC fights on Fox um, that will be televised this this next weekend. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, this the era that we're living in boxing. It, it's it's not it's not easy, and it's especially not easy for the fighters. They have to fight without fans. Um, they have to fight under different conditions and yes they have to adjust but but still you know it's something that we have to do just to keep the sport going for now Uh, hopefully this all ends soon but just to keep the fighters active to keep the sport going I, I give so much respect to the fighters that are are staying in shape that are staying that are staying ready to be able to to give us those fights top rank started with the bubble in vegas actually no nicaragua started it uh first um and then top rank mexico um now we have pbc matchroom uh golden boy has also had a card so we hope that that um this continues and everybody follows the rules because at the end of the day we want all the fighters everybody involved in boxing and putting on these shows to stay healthy um i'll probably be doing another podcast if possible this week Uh, i'll see how sean porter's doing or any of the fighters that are there i want to try to keep up with this i do have a lot on my plate right now but I think it's important to hear different points of view because this last week I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and and sometimes people speak and 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 geez man 
just we gotta we gotta do our research before we speak. I, I think I heard a, a podcast yesterday. It was on the zone talking about Lomachenko not being one of the best pound for pound. Um, his one loss was to a journeyman, Salido. Whoa, uh-uh, Salido is no journey, journeyman. That guy has been a champion. He was, is an amazing champion. And, and you know, people say, no, he fought dirty. Hey, this is boxing. I've seen so many dirty fights, and Salido did what he had to do to win. And at the end of the day, that's what boxing is about, You winning. You got to win. So... I really wish uh, that podcast wouldn't have called Salido a journeyman because he's not. He's an amazing champion. I'm sure he'll go into the Hall of Fame. Um, Lomachenko lost that fight because he did lack the experience uh, professionally. He had only been in the amateurs. Lomachenko is a pound for pound, for pound one of the best fighters in the world. He is. Um, and I'll never take that away from him. He's, he's done what he has to do to earn it. So um, he does belong in the, I'm th- at least in the top five, pound for pound. Um, but yeah, Benavides, let's go to Benavides. I actually interviewed Benavides this week for the convention. He looked great. He looked happy. Uh, I'm really sad he lost his title, but it happened. So now... Uh, he'll be he'll he'll um, go back to training and hopefully get the opportunity to fight for that belt again and become the youngest ever three-time world champion, right? So we'll see about that. Um, he's he's going. His girlfriend's gonna have a baby next month, so I'm sure all his concentration is gonna go to his baby and. He deserves it. You know, he deserves that time with his family. And hopefully we get to see him back in December or January is what he told me. Um, And I'm not sure the full card for this week. I think Rayo will be fighting, which is under the Benavides stable. Because he was in the bubble two weeks ago. But his opponent... No, no, no. His opponent did not test positive. Someone in the team tested positive. So that, that fight fell through, which kind of sucks because, um, I'm sorry, Rayo, I'm sorry, it's, it's really, it's five o'clock in the morning. Uh, Rayo was in the bubble the entire week, ready to weigh in when he found out the fight was canceled. So hopefully he gets that opportunity to do it this week. Um, and uh, what else do we have coming? Canelo won't be fighting September 12th. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight also was postponed to November. I really think it's because they want fans there. I might be wrong, but I was helping out a little bit with the planning uh, of that fight, especially trying to get a few amateur bouts there. But uh, Mauricio was talking to to the commission to see if it was possible because um, from what I was told, USA Boxing isn't allowing it right now uh, for the rest of this year. But wouldn't it be amazing and beautiful to have 
three or four amateur fights under the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. card, that, that'd be a kid's dream come true. So hopefully they can, they can approve it um, soon. And, and hopefully the gyms will start opening. I mean, gyms, gyms are, some gyms are open and they're, they're training outside. It's not the same, but hey, at least they're putting in the work. Um, but I do miss those shows. I did mean I did um, miss this year's sixth annual Green Belt Challenge. It's 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 been a challenging year overall. You know, not not only because of boxing, but mentally, a lot of people have have been affected by by all of this. Whether it's not being around people, losing their jobs, not going to school, extracurricular activities. Um, it, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. And, and me, myself, I, I went up and down for a long time during, during COVID with anxiety and depression. And, and it's, it's no joke, you guys. Like, if, if you feel a certain way, make sure you call someone tell someone the the least person you can think of they can help you just by listening to you so you're not alone none of you are alone if you think that you're the only one suffering through anxiety or depression or 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 some type of stress and nerves during this these times a lot of people are you know a lot of people are are struggling so keep your head up talk to people don't isolate yourself i know that was something that i did um if 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 this has taught us anything is and i hope it has is kindness and getting closer to your family and friends there's there's people that i thought i would be hearing from during these times and I'm sure they thought that they would be hearing from me but I'm not making excuses but I was I was going through a lot uh, I've been going through a lot but I'm starting to see the light thank God I'm, I'm working more and I'm working towards our goals my my kids and I and hopefully um, hopefully soon this all ends you guys but in the meantime just remember you know everybody has each other you know you know who you can count on I definitely found out who I can count on and who I can't um I love that my kids have been able to cope with it one of my daughters did struggle a little bit with it but she's she's back to normal um little by little things will get better god willing just you know, do what you gotta do on your part. Wear a face mask, sanitize. Don't go partying. Don't try not to be with big crowds and 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 like that. Maybe it'll stop spreading. I hope, um, or at least hopefully the sooner vaccine comes in. But anyways, this was just a little short one, just for um, the sake of keeping the podcast going. Uh, I hope you guys learned a few things. And again, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the next podcast, or for or questions regarding the bubble or boxing right now, go ahead and DM me. 
or send me an email. The information is here on the podcast. Uh, my Instagram handle is at NancyR505. And I do want to thank the, the people that have been listening to this, have been supporting it. I'm going to try my hardest to keep it going again. I, I have a few jobs now that I, I have to do on top of my kids. Um, homeschooling. But, but I'll try to keep up with the podcast. I can't wait for the fights coming. There's a lot of world title fights are coming soon now. And, and just stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Be kind. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye.